Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. All right, today we are talking to those of you who are offering maybe branding and graphic design and want to start offering web design but aren't quite sure how because you are not a coder. And I am so excited to talk about this topic today because I know it can probably feel really limiting to a lot of you who want to branch into web design but haven't been able to yet. So this is going to be a fun one. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a really fun one for you to talk about. This is going to be fun to listen to also, I think, even for me, because I am curious. I hate development. I've never, ever, ever enjoyed doing it. So I'm curious to hear like what advice you have for people who don't enjoy doing it or literally don't have the skills Mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah, so... I think this is really important because if you're offering just branding or just graphic design, you probably find yourself referring clients away a lot for website design. And it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to send someone to a different designer who might never come back to you because then they're working with that person. Um, when you have web design in your back pocket, you can you know offer it all if you want to. You don't have to. I don't always even encourage it, but you have an option. You don't have to feel restricted anymore. And then, like Corey said, if maybe some of you are offering web design, maybe you're even coding, but if it makes your life miserable, it doesn't have to. So these options can definitely be for you too. And I have three different ways today that you can offer web design without having to code yourself. Yeah, awesome. I'm so excited to hear these because like I said, uh, coding. (laughs) Me and coding are not, we don't go well together. (laughs) So I am going to start with, I guess, my least favorite. I'm, of course, saving my favorite till last because that's how I roll. But option one (laughs) that we're talking about today is learning to code yourself. Corey, what do you think about that? (laughs) awful I okay can I just say here that when I first got started I I still don't know that much PHP I know enough to like break things (laughs) perfect um but when I first got started that I had kind of self-taught HTML and CSS so I, I was good with those things, but I tried to learn PHP and it just went so over my head I was like I I can't. So yeah, I know enough to break stuff. <laughs> Perfect. So you touched on the three big ones. I always recommend to people who want to start being able to code um, custom themes, especially with WordPress, you need to know HTML, CSS, and PHP. If you only want to do Squarespace customization, you don't need PHP. If you really want to go in depth, you'll want to add on JavaScript and jQuery. But the three big ones you'd want to start with are HTML, CSS, and PHP. And like Corey said, PHP is definitely the most difficult. 
Uh, but there are a few different things I recommend doing for those of you who do want to go this route. If the techie stuff sounds fun to you, it's something you want to add to your own plate, um, there are a few different options for you. So first, I would recommend going to codeacademy.com. And this is a free website that has different courses in all kinds of different programming languages. And this is all actually where I learned CSS myself. Um, I went to school for software development, so I knew the languages like PHP. Um, but I didn't know HTML and CSS, and that's actually where I learned all of that kind of stuff. So that website is great. Again, it's codeacademy.com, totally free, great place to learn. I actually, um, that's where I think I was trying to, it was that or maybe something called Treehouse. Oh, I yeah. can't remember what yeah, it was. Um, but it was one of those where it has like the lessons and you start from like the serious, most basic stuff, and then you kind of move up from there. And also to anyone who's like, I don't know what she just said, we're going to have everything in the show notes. So if you're interested for some reason that I will never understand in trying to learn this stuff, we'll link these um, these sites that we're talking about in the show notes. Definitely. Um, step two, after you go to one of those places, either Treehouse, Code Academy, something else, um, Take time to practice before you start taking on clients. So maybe make yourself a custom page template. Try to do a um, sales page without using a page builder, something like that. Take time to practice before you start, you know, taking on clients. Because those first couple will be stressful no matter what. So that's where I think you should get started. You're going to learn no matter what. I still find myself Googling stuff all the time. So you're kind of never going to get to a point where you know it all. But once you know the basics, you can kind of start diving into different projects. Um, yeah, can I just like reiterate practice, practice, yes. practice, 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 and then take on a client <laughs> yes, doing this? Yes. Because similar to you, I still Google like almost all of the really serious coding stuff I'm trying to figure out, or I just ask you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I can remember in those very first couple of months, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. like the first six months where I had clients and I was trying to learn as I went, I would be up at like 11 o'clock at night or midnight trying to figure out how to do these things. And it was so stressful and frustrating because you designed this really awesome mock-up and your client wants it and you're like I don't know how the heck to make this actually happen this is so embarrassing yeah yeah not a good feeling so yes please practice before diving into a client project mm -hmm. um so I want to dive into kind of benefits and drawbacks of this specific option and we'll start with benefits so the biggest benefit you can probably realize here is you have full control over your projects. So you can do the design, do whatever you want, and you can go ahead and take care of development. You don't have to worry about being limited. Um, you don't have to worry about finding someone else to work with or help you with certain parts. It's just you and your client taking care of it. And that's definitely a nice freedom to have if coding is something you enjoy doing and want on your own plate. Uh, but on the other side of that are the drawbacks. It's going to be a lot of work up front. So kind of like I mentioned, I went to school for five years to learn coding. Like that's what I got degrees in. It's not an easy thing, especially if you want to dive into like the PHP side. HTML and CSS are kind of a different story. They're a little bit easier. But even with that, you're going to want to give yourself a couple months to really get the hang of it. So a lot of work up front. So you kind of have to decide if it's worth it to you. Um, after that, kind of like Corey mentioned, it can be very frustrating. So 
even I find myself stuck on a you know, one little thing that should be so easy for hours and hours and hours. And then eventually you find that like you forgot to type a semicolon or something super annoying like that. So even (laughs) once you do get the hang of things, it can still end up being frustrating. And then third, if you offer design, maybe this just isn't something you want to spend your time doing. If design is your zone of genius, that's what you love. Having to take care of code takes your time away from that. So you really have to think about if that's something you want to add to your own plate or not. Yeah, for sure. Um, A couple other things that I can add here. One good benefit um, is that not many people who do web design, at least the ones that are kind of in my bubble, also know how to do coding like really, really Mm -hmm. well. So if you can teach yourself or take one of these programs, whatever it is online and learn how to do it, um, for whatever reason, because you don't want to work with a developer or whatever. Um, if you can learn how to do these things yourself, you are really going to make your business stand out even more. However, I will say that forgetting that pesky semicolon will make you want to throw your computer out the window. So be prepared. <laughs> be prepared about how freaking frustrating it is. <laughs> If you're trying to go that route. Um, And then the other thing that I wanted to add to the last part that you mentioned is that you may not want to, like, spend your time doing this. If you really, really enjoyed doing design and you want to be able to offer web design, think about... If you aren't doing the one actually doing the coding, you can take on more projects Mm -hmm. and make more money, Mm -hmm. which I know we're going to talk about a little bit later, I'm sure, but I just had to like sneak that in there. For sure. (laughs) Yep, definitely. Okay, so I'll move on to our second option here. Anyone who's like Corey, you can kind of throw that first option out the window. We will move Mm -hmm. on to our next two. The second (laughs) option is to craft your offerings to not require coding. So with the different kind of options and technologies that are out there now, you can offer website designs without coding. Um, It wouldn't be completely custom or anything like that, but you can do it. So a couple ways you can buy pre-made templates from theme shops and, you know, tweak different things. Maybe just teach yourself a little bit of CSS enough to make small changes and offer that. You can do Squarespace. So Squarespace has a lot of drag and drop stuff going on. You can choose a template to start with and then, you know, do little customizations that it allows you to. You can still kind of show off your design style with that. Or last, you can use page builders. Now, I want to stop here for a second and talk about page builders because as a developer, it's something that can get on my nerves a little bit here. Um, to be specific, I won't, I could, Corey knows, I'm getting the look. I could go on about this forever. Yeah, Um, I could hear the change in your voice. You're like, let me stop and talk about this for a second. But I'm with you on this, so I'm just going to let you take it. (laughs) Okay, so page builders. The most common options you're going to see floating around right now are Divi and Beaver Builder. And I've seen a lot of designers that have started advertising custom website designs on Divi. And yes, it's custom, I guess, because you're making it for one specific person, but that's not the terminology used in this field. And also, please, if you use Divi, let your clients know before the contract is even signed, if they start on Divi, they are stuck on Divi. 
because of all the short codes that will be left in their pages if they switch to something else in the future. It's basically just not worth it. So if you wanna try out Divi to be able to offer custom websites without having to drag and drop, please let your clients know about that upfront. Oh my gosh, yes, 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 and yes. I think the two of us could make like a whole entire episode <laughs> of us ranting about why we don't like Divi. Um, I I think it's a really, really tricky situation and primarily because you are setting your client up to make a really difficult decision mm -hmm. because if they decide to stop using Divi, then they themselves will have to go through and like delete all those freaking short codes or they're going to have to pay someone mm -hmm. to go and delete all those freaking short codes. And neither one of those are things that your clients are going to want to do. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. Make sure your clients know what you are doing to them. Like you're not doing it for them. You're doing it to them. <laughs> and then the other, the other thing that I have to throw in here, because I've seen it as like a benefit of using Divi, is that you can keep using Divi but create a completely different website. And while, yeah, you can create different designs with Divi because you can move stuff around and all that, but I still do agree with you that it can be so limiting and it's it's just not necessarily the best thing to do for your clients if you're trying to dabble in web design it might be a good place to start but please don't only use Divi forever and ever because we will cry one tear automatically for every person who uses Divi forever we'll and just... we will know when we drop that tear that there is a like, person using Divi okay one of them did it <laughs> Someone out there just used Divi, Krista. Oh, I felt awful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We should probably stop and go on to the benefits, actually, of using this kind of thing. So this includes using the benefits of using page builders the right way, using pre-made templates, or using Squarespace. So benefit number one is that you can still offer web design to your clients. You're not gonna have to send them away for it. It's something you can add to your back pocket, something you have to offer. So that's always wonderful to have. And then, kind of like the first one, you won't have to depend on someone else. So you kind of have the project under control from start to finish. You don't have to bring anyone else in. It's all you, you can do your thing. As far as drawbacks, I have a few listed here, probably some we've already touched on. Um, but doing this kind of thing definitely limits what you can do with your design. So if you can sit down with a blank Illustrator file and go to town and not have to worry about anything, you're going to come up with something completely different than what you'd come up with if you had to stay you know, tied to a Squarespace template or an existing theme. So that's definitely probably one of the biggest downsides of this whole thing is you as a designer want to be able to express, you know, every, all of the creativity you have inside you and you can't necessarily do it with this method. Can I just interrupt you right there? That is something that even while I was doing coding, like when I was just getting started, that was a really big drawback for me not having enough experience or not being able to work with a developer is that while I was working on my mock-ups, I always had to be 
you know, aware of whether or not I knew how to like code that Mm -hmm. or whether or not whatever, whatever platform I was working on would be able to do that. So that really limits your creativity and keeps you from creating something totally awesome that both you and your client really, really love and is totally unique. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that definitely a downside with the first option as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So next, not all clients are going to be a good fit for Squarespace. um, And I guess I'll just throw the page builders in there again. Neither of those things are great for every client. So Squarespace is getting better. They're adding new features all the time. But there are certain things that you need WordPress for, basically. So if someone wants a more complicated membership site, if they want to be able to make something really easy on their website using plugins and stuff like that, Squarespace isn't going to be right for them. They're going to need a different option. And in this case, you'd have to refer them to someone else, which you know, you don't use, you don't want to have to do, you don't want to be forced to make that decision, um, just kind of based on the platform you're familiar with. Um, and then I won't go into the page builders again, but the short codes are the downside with that. <laughs> um, and one other thing, I do have to counter you a little bit, Krista, even though I love you. <laughs> Not all clients are going to be a good fit for Squarespace, but there will be some times when I think using a page builder like Squarespace, I'm not going to say that other thing. I'm not saying it. (laughs) Don't Don't use it. it. Using a page builder like Squarespace can be good for your clients where Mm -hmm. you want to build them a really um, awesome website, but then you want to empower them to be able to take care of it and do their own updates. That might be a good time to use Squarespace and you can dig in, I think a little bit deeper with like the developer version of Squarespace and make it a lot more custom than what the templates have. But at the same time, I definitely agree with Krista. If they want something like above and beyond a really basic Squarespace site, then that's not that's not where they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I totally didn't mean to imply that, you know, WordPress is the answer for everybody. So I'm glad you brought that up. I have had, you know, plenty of clients or potential clients, I guess, who have come to me and they don't want anything to do with, you know, techie aspects or upkeep. I am not going to recommend WordPress to them because, you know, people on WordPress, they need to be at least willing to put a little effort in to learn about the platform. So definitely Squarespace is not always the right answer, but it's not always the wrong answer either. So I'm glad you brought that up. Totally. And our last option, and of course, my personal favorite, is teaming up with a developer to offer web design. Just like the other ones, this lets you offer a service you couldn't otherwise. You can offer completely custom websites and not have to worry about a single piece of tech at all. You can focus all of your time and energy on that design aspect. And this also lets you focus more on the parts of the project you enjoy. So, you know, if you went for the option number one we talked about learning to code, you might really quickly find that, okay, I wanted to do this, but this takes up a lot of my time. I like design a lot better. That's what I want to spend my time doing. So instead, you hand development off to someone else while you take on a new design project. You can, you definitely have time to finish off a new design project in the time it would take to develop a custom site. And I guess we kind of already touched on it. You have full control over your designs, but my personal favorite is that collaborations are fun. So when you team up with someone else with the same goal in mind to help you reach, you know, the end of a project and make a client totally happy, 
That's awesome. Like, that's something I didn't expect going into it when I started working with designers on websites. Like, you become pretty close with these people. You're talking quite a bit. You're chatting quite a bit. It's like basically like a partner in crime. So working together with someone on these kinds of projects ends up being really fun. Yeah, I have to say... Um, I think the two that the benefits are pretty clear about working with a developer and like not dealing with it at all. And maybe that's because I have had the experience of working with a developer, cough, cough, you. Um, <laughs> and I can say how awesome it is. And Krista may not say this, but I will say it is amazing.amazing.bomb.com to work with her because... It is so cool to open Illustrator and start designing and not literally not think twice about whether or not you know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Not think twice about how long it's going to take you to figure out how to bring this website to life or not worry about whether there are tutorials on Google that you will have to pay for to learn how to do things like you're removing all of that. All you have to do, it's exactly like working on other aspects of brand, or not necessarily branding, but design in general. Just diving in and just letting your creativity flow and focusing on what works really well for your client and just having fun. Because I know on the projects where I have to worry about the development, it is so I wouldn't say it's so much less fun, but it is less fun because you are worried about, you know, do I know how to do these things? Like, can Mm -hmm. I turn this around for my client? So, yeah, I definitely think that out of these three options, I would pick working with a developer, i.e. working with you every single time with every single client if all of my clients could afford it. (laughs) And I think that kind of leads into your drawbacks, right? Let's talk about the drawbacks. (laughs) (laughs) So drawback number one, if you are going from, let's say, maybe you are already offering maybe Squarespace or you are installing templates for people and getting them set up. If you go from that to offering a custom website with a developer, your prices will go up quite a bit. So we're talking a couple thousand dollars here even, but... To have a website coded correctly, to have a website completely custom for your client who, which works for their business, it is worth it to them if you sell the benefits in the right way. So the price increase I know is scary for a lot of people. Corey, how did you kind of get around that with your business? Um, it was freaking crazy. So my web design prices doubled when Mm -hmm. I started including your prices in it. And I keep talking about Krista as my developer for all of our listeners who are (laughs) weirded out by that because she is the only developer I will ever work with. Just saying. Um, but it was really scary. And I think I still have those moments where I'm like, oh, no one is going to pay that. Mm -hmm. But people who recognize that not everyone can do every single thing are going to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. When you have clients who come to you and number one, they recognize that they're coming to you because they can't do their design and they, you know, think about, okay, well, I would rather have a person who specializes in development handling that side of it, then they're going to be a lot more willing to pay. And then um, something else is just like 
the little things that you would forget. It makes it a lot more stressful for your client. I can think of one client project in particular, and this is so embarrassing, but it was um, probably two or three years ago, and I forgot responsiveness, and I wasn't doing responsiveness right, and the client could tell, and she kept coming back to me, and it was it was really awkward, and it was because I didn't have enough experience. So that was one of those situations where, I would have been so much better off handing it off to someone else who knew exactly what they were doing and the client would have been way happier at the end of the day as well. She didn't hate me, (laughs) I don't think, but it definitely made the project bumpier than it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like we said, it's a big price bump. Something you can do to kind of make the transition easier on yourself is to offer a couple different tiers. So maybe you offer, you know, non-custom web design. So that's where you are only using Squarespace or you are only using templates, and that's positioned towards the client to can't afford something totally custom and then you also have this higher tier option so then you don't have to feel like you're kind of leaving people out or missing out on clients Um, but you do have that option for the ones who want something totally custom that will make your life a lot easier not have to worry about all the techie stuff Yeah, I definitely agree. That way you don't have to worry about no one is going to hire you when you add in a developer's prices. Mm -hmm. You know that you still have that other option for everyone else. Yeah. And then our next kind of drawback, I guess, with hiring or working with the developer is that it can be intimidating. So having your design and knowing how to hand it off to someone else, knowing how the whole process works, client communication, all of that, that's a big step. And I know it can be really intimidating for some people. Um, I actually just finished up helping a designer with a semi-custom website and her actually biggest fear was letting someone else see her illustrator files. Like she was terrified (laughs) of what I was going to think of her files. And I know that can be really scary for people. Corey, did you feel that way at all when we started working together? Yeah, when I first started um, thinking about hiring a developer, this was, I think, before I even worked with you, I had that same fear of, oh my gosh, this shiz is crazy (laughs) and this is awful. But something else that I think is kind of intimidating too is literally handing the project off to someone else because you have to remember that your developer doesn't necessarily have all the files that you have or files all of the fonts that you have Mm -hmm. rather they don't necessarily know like the right things or whatever it is so um it is kind of overwhelming and intimidating that's something I was for sure scared about the very first time I worked with you was that you would keep coming back to me saying um you forgot to give me the pictures you forgot to give me the fonts you forgot to tell me the color names and all this other stuff you know so I think that can be really intimidating as well but when you just dive in and you kind of um anticipate I guess I would say some of the things that your developer would need that can help with that but also even ask your developer because I know that one of the things I did with you was like tell me literally every single thing you need because I'm scared I'm not going to give you anything like I think I probably would have just sent you an illustrator file if I hadn't done that (laughs) legitimately that would have been crazy so yeah I would say 
to kind of get over that hump of the intimidation of passing your files off. That's probably something mm-hmm. you would recommend too, right? Oh, definitely. Something I include for every single design project, whether I've worked with a designer or not before, is a very detailed checklist of every single thing I need, including like specific illustrator settings. So I say things like, do not group all the crap together because that makes my (laughs) life miserable. Use pixels instead of points, you know, different things like that. And then I list off exactly what I need. So I need the logo files. I need the font files. I need every single image you include. Please tell me what the color codes are so I don't have to go click and hover over things all the time. Like a very detailed list just so, you know, it just removes one layer of kind of intimidation and confusion about the process. They can feel totally confident that once they check that last step off, they know I'm good to go and I can just get to work and they don't have anything else to worry about. So that has definitely helped. Yeah, I know that has been something that's helped me since the first time that you and I worked together is the second time and then on on beyond, I was going to say, and beyond, <laughs> um, is that I knew exactly what you mm-hmm. needed. And so it did make it less intimidating to pass these like big projects off to you because I knew, okay, I gave you every single thing that you needed and now it's out of my hands and I can go have a dance party because I don't <laughs> have to worry about code today. <laughs> yes, love it. And you guys probably imagine if you're listening that since I'm a developer, um, working with a developer or something that's going to come up, quite a bit more in podcasts so or in our podcast episodes so we're definitely going to dive into things like what to include how to make sure your collaboration goes well how to find a good developer we'll go into all those things but in this episode we just wanted to make sure you understood the three big options of what's available to you I guess um Corey a question I have for you I'm wondering if we're going to have different answers on this but what which of the three options would you recommend a new designer tries out if they're currently not offering web design at all Um I don't think I would recommend them to try to learn coding unless they are like into that like I mm-hmm. always joke that you're so nerdy and into all of your coding but you went to school for that for like five or six years so obviously that's your nerd thing like I'm okay with it but that like not all of our brains work that way especially when you're um, a creative and a designer sometimes it's just literally impossible to pick up kind of like how it was for me and I just ditched it so instead something that I think you can do is use like pre-made templates so on Squarespace they have their templates on WordPress they have templates Um, But one thing I would be very, very careful with if you start there instead of learning how to do it from scratch is that you have to be clear with your clients and when you're showing that stuff off in your portfolio that you didn't make that from scratch. So I do see a lot of designers make this mistake and it's it it is a mistake in my opinion because it's misleading to their clients um and honestly when I was just getting started this is something I did too so I don't think that I'm bashing everyone who who did this but you have to let them know that okay you are using a pre-made theme or a template and this is how you are customizing it and then let potential clients know in your portfolio and also in the footer of that theme let them know appropriately like okay so this was a pre-made theme by so-and-so and and you did the customizations Mm -hmm. like 
Make sure that you are being clear and everyone knows what you did here. Otherwise, you are being pretty misleading and no one wants to do that. But yeah, that is what I would recommend to people is kind of start with pre-made stuff, Google, kind of learn as you go. But that's just me who Mm -hmm. literally hated the thought of trying to learn how to do everything from scratch. So do you agree or are you like, no, go learn how to code? No, no, I totally, totally agree with you. (laughs) I actually thought you would recommend the third option, but I totally agree. If you want to start offering web design and you haven't at all yet, I would recommend you at least play around with option two of working with kind of pre-made things because that's going to you know, help you see what kind of common layouts are out there, what features are available, things like that. So then after a few, if you do decide you want to work with a developer, you have a much better idea of what's reasonable and possible with a custom design. Because I have worked with one designer in the past who had never done any kind of web design before and it was so difficult. She literally sent me page templates and I had to send them back and be like, no, this is not how websites work like this is not how blogs work you need to try this again and it set our project back a very long ways like a month um so even if you know working with a developer sounds good to you definitely make sure you have a good understanding of what all goes into it and starting out with pre-made options is a good way to go so I definitely agree with you on that Yeah, I was just going to say, if you have never, ever done web design, that's like the perfect starting point for you is to pick something that someone else has kind of already put together and learn and tweak as you go. And I know sometimes I have a lot of themes that I have saved on my computer and I know some other um, people who have done this with our themes even, which they have purchased them and then kind of taken them on local sites where no one can see and kind of learn, Mm -hmm. you know, CSS or learn how to move things around or even learn how to, you know, do web design with things like that. So I definitely agree that that's a really great option, especially for someone who has never done web design. Now, if you would have told me that they had web design experience, (laughs) I probably would have said for sure work with a developer. Like if you know what you're doing and you're confident in creating designs for the internet, work with a developer, you crazy people. Like, don't try to do it yourself. Don't use pre-made themes or whatever. Find yourself a developer and run like the wind, holding hands and make it like a whole party. Seriously, I may sound like a total crazy person right now, but the projects, Krista, that we have worked together on where I just send everything off to you and I literally like sit back and I'm like, a sigh of relief, wiping the sweat from my forehead, like, thank goodness I don't have to do any of that. It's so amazing. So yeah, if you have a little bit of experience doing stuff on the internet, just find yourself a developer. (laughs) Love it. I'm of course all for that. Mm -hmm. So I want to dive into your homework assignments for today. And don't worry, they're easy. So first, I want you to sit down, and if you're not offering web design, think about if you want to. Is this going to benefit your business? Is this the route you really want to take in the future? Give yourself some time and really think about that. Then, after you do that, if you decide that web design is in your business's future, I want you to go through the three options we talked about today, look at the drawbacks, look at the benefits, and decide which one is best for you. 
Um, understand that your decision doesn't have to be your forever decision. It can be your for now decision and you can kind of go with it and switch it up later on down the road. But decide how you are going to start offering these web designs and we'll include all of the drawbacks and benefits in the show notes so you can check it out. Uh, but take a few minutes today and think about how you would get started offering web design. Yeah, I definitely agree. That was some great advice you had, Krista. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for chiming in and loving working with developers because, hey, it's fun on my end. <laughs> yeah, and can I just, like, do one last little note? Seriously, you guys may think that I'm just saying this because I love Krista and she's like my twin separated at birth. <laughs> But if you even just have questions about working with a developer, Krista is a really great person to ask and check out her blog because she has so much great information about how to work with a developer as a designer. But I cannot like toot her horn for her enough <laughs> because it has been amazing to work with her. So yeah, definitely make sure you check out her stuff if you're thinking that that is the right route for you. Well, thank you. Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> well, you're welcome. All right. Well, I think that's all we have today. So I hope you learned something new and good luck making your decision. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.